not much in the world that's impossible. She'd raised Ethan from ashes to make him a magical familiar, and to release an ancient evil that had been locked away in a book by sorcerers who thought they were doing the world a favor. They had been, at least until Mallory decided releasing the evil would fix her weird sensitivity to the locked-away dark magic. Fortunately, her spell had been interrupted, so she hadn't actually managed to set the evil free or make Ethan a familiar. We assumed that was why she'd escaped her bonds and was chasing down the Maleficium. She wanted another try. Familiar or not, Ethan was back again, tall, blonde, fanged, and handsome. How do you feel? I asked. Fine he said, unnerved that you keep staring at me and pissed that Mallory has interrupted what should be a very long and involved reunion between me and my house and my vampires. He paused and looked over at me, his green eyes fire bright. All of my vampires. My cheeks burned crimson and I quickly turned my gaze on the road again, although my mind was decidedly elsewhere. I'll keep that in mind. As well you should. What exactly are we going to do if we find Mallory? When we find her, he corrected. She wants the Maleficium, and it's in Nebraska. There's little doubt our paths will cross. As for the what, I'm not entirely sure. Do you think she'd be amenable to bribery? I'm aware of only one thing she wants, I said, and she has a head start, which means she'll probably get there before we do. Assuming she manages to evade the order, Ethan said, which seems pretty likely. The order was a union of sorcerers that had been overseeing Mallory in rehab and was responsible for keeping the Maleficium safe. All around, they'd done an embarrassingly bad job of both. That's funny, Sullivan, especially for someone who's been alive for barely twenty-four hours. Don't let my youthful good looks confuse you. I now have two lifetimes of experience. I made a sarcastic sound, but said a silent thank you. I'd grieved for Ethan, and it was glorious, all the more for being so unexpected, to have him back again. Unfortunately, my gratitude was matched by the icy gnawing in my stomach. He was here, but Mallory was out there, inviting an ancient leviathan back into our world. What's wrong? he asked. I can't shake the Mallory funk. I'm furious with her, mad at myself for missing the fact that she was the one trying to destroy Chicago, and irritated that instead of celebrating your return, we have to play supernatural babysitters for a woman who should know better. I rued the day Mallory had learned she had magic. Things had gone downhill for her, and by extension her friends and family, since then. But she'd been my friend for a long time. She'd jumped to my defense the first day we'd met, when a thug tried to snatch my backpack on the L— and it was her shoulder I'd cried on when Ethan made me a vampire. I couldn't abandon her now, even as much as I might have wanted to. We're on our way to find her. I'm not sure what else we can do. And I agree that you should be basking in my glory, 
especially since I took a stake through the heart to save your life. I couldn't help but grin. And it didn't even take you twenty-four hours to remind me. One uses the tools at one's disposal, Sentinel. There was a twinkle in his eye, even as the telltale line of worry appeared between his eyebrows. Do you have any idea where we're actually supposed to go when we get to Nebraska? Where the silo is? It's a big state. I don't, he said. I'd planned to give Catcher time to get his bearings and then ask for details. Catcher was Mallory's boyfriend. He'd been employed by my grandfather, Chicago's supernatural ombudsman, until Diane Kowalczyk, the city's new mayor, stripped him of the title. Like Mallory, Catcher was a sorcerer, but he'd been on the outs with the Order much longer than she had.